Jack, no, in, in, oh, oh my God, Daniel. Welcome to Stargazing, a Stargate-gazing podcast. I'm your host, Kathy. And I'm your other host, Mary. And each week we discuss an episode of Stargate beginning with Stargate SG-1. Hello. Oh. Your username tells me you're in a new spot today. I am. That's exciting. I had to assemble my desk in my living room so that I didn't have to keep craning my head in weird ways in order to see the monitor for baby's first gaming computer while recording. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Everything is the worst. Yeah. So I, <laughs> doing work sounds like the worst. It really is what that boils really down to. is. And yeah. it's fine for the moment but this cannot be a permanent spot my living room is very crowded right now yeah i imagine so that's annoying it's not quite as bad as when i had the christmas tree up yeah i have the opposite (laughs) of crowded in that i still don't have quite enough stuff in here to dampen echo yeah but there is a pile of stuff in the room that was in the closet because you know a bedroom closet is the perfectly normal spot to put the hatch to give access to the attic so we've got workers doing some stuff that have been in and out of the closet of this room for the last couple days nice so yeah so there's just you know spray insulation all over the floor and a bunch of shit from the closet everywhere so i imagine both of those things will help to dampen any echo in here huzzah yeah (laughs) yeah it's good times yeah how's your day it was fine i went to work i'm sleepy you know the usual mm. yes <laughs> same it's really not I anything those. going on i thought about taking a nap but then i didn't because i had to watch this episode and then also edit ah <laughs> yes episode from last week which is almost done huzzah but not quite but almost yay yeah i came home from work and ate food and now i'm doing this yeah <laughs> uh we're thrilling you know, yeah, right. You know who's, you know who else is extra busy at work doing stuff. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> Segway. Oh no, I'm sorry. I just had the in the corner popped up. It says I marry butts, butts, butts. I just found my phone, apparently, (laughs) and is sending you messages from it, would be my guess. (laughs) Yeah. Apparently, well, he, yeah, he knows my passcode from my phone, so (laughs) apparently he's sending messages to the group on behalf of me. Yes. You're Mary. Butts, 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 butts. That sums it up. Uh Jeff is a phone dealing jerk <laughs> face there we go I, I didn't mean to ruin the segue <laughs> but i was very confused yeah. well there you go what was the segue <laughs> you know who else is super busy at work doing work stuff who's that all of sgc people yeah for sure <laughs> especially hammond who we saw in a different role today than we normally see him yeah mm. action hammond action hammond came out today <laughs> that said <laughs> what is the episode that we 
watched slash we'll be talking about. That episode is Stargate SG-1 Season 5, Episode 19, Menace. Ooh. Spoiler alert, I am already bored. (laughs) (laughs) We haven't even started talking about it, and just thinking about talking about it is boring me. (laughs) (laughs) Would you like to start or do you want me to start? Seems like you have something in common with people in this episode. (laughs) This is true. (laughs) You can start. All right. The team is exploring some sort of planet that has a very long-abandoned city. It's mostly overgrown. They're just having a look around. Sam's getting some faint energy readings that they're following. And then they find the one well-preserved room that has no overgrowth and nothing caved in. Perfectly preserved room with a perfectly preserved body sitting on a perfectly preserved table. Sam thinks, "Uh uh-oh, maybe this isn't just a tomb or crypt, as Daniel says, but potentially a science lab, because the weird energy readings are coming from that person. What? (laughs) And then credits. It was. (laughs) I thought it was really funny when they were walking up to her on Mm -hmm. her whatever pedestal she was laying on. She (laughs) looked- say pedestal. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Every time I hear pedestal, it's all I can think. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, she already looks like perfectly preserved, right? Which Daniel yes. says. But right. when they take the cloth off her face and he has this big surprise face, like she's perfectly preserved. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> you could already tell that before as, you took that thing off her face. Right. As though it wasn't a translucent piece of cloth that was still like perfectly formed in youthful face yeah. shape not like you could tell there weren't sunken cheeks and rotten nose under that no and she had bare arms she and was- yes i was about to say and also didn't she have bare arms i know she did for most of the episode but i was like didn't she have them in that scene too? yeah 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 so i was uh impressed with daniel's uh surprise at that yeah, yeah. i don't know daniel says stuff <laughs> makes <Yeah>. no sense <laughs> yeah jack calls back to the sgc to update hammond on what they've found. They have a little chat via radio. And they think that that person is not a human body or an alien body for that matter, but potentially a robot. And that is the only thing that they think is worthwhile from this place because everything else is toast, as Jack (laughs) calls it. Mm, So they want to bring the robot back. Yeah, right? I'm actually kind of hungry. And I almost had waffles, but then I didn't have time. So here we go. Waffles would be great. Yeah. Right? I love waffles. Jack wants permission to bring the alien back with them so that they can try to learn more about it and study it. Daniel thinks that not only can they learn about the technology that made the robot, maybe it has some sort of a record as to what happened to the city. So they could get two potential benefits from it. Hammond agrees, and they're going to bring it home. Yeah. What could possibly go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? With unknown alien tech coming back to the base. Yeah. 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 Hammond's like, can you assure me it's safe? And she's like, "Mm, it's not active, so it's fine. (laughs) Totally fine. (laughs) They've brought her back to the SGC. And they've put her in a lab and are examining her. Everybody's wearing, like coveralls clean suit type thing i don't yeah. know why yeah probably because she's like essentially a computer 
Okay, yeah, that's fair. Dr. Frazier comes for a visit, asking how's the new toy? And Sam is impressed with how advanced she is, the most advanced android they've ever seen. She takes Dr. Frazier over to a microscope and shows her some self-repairing nanotechnology. Also a good reason to be (laughs) dressed in clean room garb, I guess, not only to prevent static to the robot, but to (laughs) not get nanotechnology infection, which we have seen happen before. (laughs) However, these are as inactive as this robot is currently i will never be able to hear the term nanobot without hearing the song stuck in my head me either hearing the song in my head and getting it stuck in my head they've done some sort of ultrasonic scan and discovered that her power center is in her head just like a human (laughs) sam manages to open it up and a tray slides out and they're all impressed that's about it yeah oh Sorry, I meant to look something up and I didn't. I wanted to know if what Daniel says about Greeks, Romans, Babylonians all have synthetic beams, beings, but I forgot to look it up. Sorry. Anyway, yeah. go on. Well, fuck you. I know. I'm an asshole. So Daniel talks about the Greeks, Romans, and Babylonians all having envisioned synthetic beings. And Kathy didn't even look it up for us to find out if that is true. So I'm a massive asshole. Podcast over. Everything is terrible. <laughs> Daniel says that everybody's been trying to figure out some method of immortality and a a vessel to basically transfer consciousness into after death. Maybe that's what this robot thingy is. Sam arrives and Hammond tells her that they were all just talking about whether or not they should try to activate the robot. Sure, why not? Because Sam's found the power cell in its head, so no problem. Maybe it's even got some memory systems that will be able to tell them the information that Daniel was hoping to find out about what happened to the civilization. So despite it being an incredibly advanced piece of technology, Sam is sure, of course, that she can Sam out its functions and get it working again. The neurological system seems as complex as a human brain, which she finds to be amazing. (laughs) So she wants the robot to help her understand itself. Cool. Yep. Great, Sam. <laughs> Again, there are no red flags here. Let's no, just none whatsoever. proceed. Yeah. Which we do. Nothing has ever gone wrong when they've dealt with robots before. No. Back in this lab, Sam has returned a whatever battery she charged from the tray that pops out of the robot's neck. She puts it back in and closes it, but... Nothing seems to happen for a moment. Sam says, as far as she can tell, the power cell is charged and there's no on-off switch. Maybe the power was depleted for too long. Jack then suggests that maybe Daniel kiss her and that will work. Gross, no. Yeah, because <laughs> this is Snow White, Cinderella. Can't consent if she's Sleeping Beauty. I don't know how many- Sleeping Beauty, that's the one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sleeping Beauty. And Snow White. Which is also still gross. Well, actually, yeah, yeah both of them. Gross and creepy on both counts. But we don't have to try that magic route because suddenly the robot gasps and suddenly has a pulse, which surprises people. It does. Sam reiterates that it's meant to be a very realistic illusion of people 
Then the robot wakes up and sits up. And she wants to know where she is. They introduce themselves. She says her name is Reese. We all know that that's not true because she is actually Karen from Third Rock from the Sun. So is my A still an A? Karen. No. Which makes this canonical Third Rock from the Sun. Oh my God. That's who she is. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. She's totally Dick Solomon's physics student from (laughs) Community College who had to take the class over again like 10 times yeah Yeah. (laughs) okay yes (laughs) but she's claiming to be reese the robot all right fine we'll go with that although she's not claiming to be a robot but no (laughs) she wants to know where dad is she also does not want them to hurt her daniel says no one wants to hurt you we found you on a planet we brought you here She wants to know why they did that. Daniel tells her the bad news that her whole world was destroyed and they don't know how. And they were wondering if she knew, but she was like, no, I was asleep. Where's my dad? Daniel's like, you were the only one there. She says that her dad knew there was danger and told her to go to sleep and he would wake her up when the danger went away. So guess that bodes poorly for dad. She wants to know what they want. Daniel says they want to understand everything about her and her planet and its history. Sam wants to know how she works. She says that confuses Reese (laughs) because she seems to think they are the same. Sam doesn't catch on to this really and is going to plunge on with explaining how she's a robot when Daniel's like, um, sidebar. (laughs) They leave the room and... Daniel says she doesn't know she's a robot and maybe we shouldn't tell her immediately that she is because she's dealing with a lot right now. Jack's like, it's a machine. Daniel's not persuaded by Jack's argument. If there's anything that I've learned from reading the Murderbot Diaries, it's that a machine can be very lifelike and human-like and have thoughts and feelings and emotions. Hell yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Daniel thinks maybe dad was a creator or maybe this is a consciousness transferred into a robot body, which, you know, they've seen before. They've been before. Well, not them, but their other thems. Anyway. Has happened to them before. Daniel persuades them, despite their arguments that she's a machine, that they maybe want to wait a little while before they drop reality on her. Reality is very overrated. Not a bad idea. Yeah. Daniel leaves. Sam says to Jack, why would somebody destroy this whole civilization and leave this one great piece of advanced technology sitting around? (laughs) Which is a good point. What could have possibly gone wrong? I know. (laughs) Doesn't that make them at all concerned? Yeah. Sam says, maybe we missed something on the planet. So Jack offers to head on back. Daniel goes to visit Reese. She wants to know if the entire planet is like that place. But of course, Daniel says it's not and tells her about landscapes and oceans and civilizations with varying climates. And Reese thinks it sounds beautiful. She wants to go see it or play or do something fun because she is very bored. And whatever she wants to do, she wants to do it now because they've been talking for way too long. Daniel presses her a little bit more that, Yeah, we've already talked, but I'm sure you know more than what we've talked about. And Reese is like, yes, I do know a lot. 
But when Daniel asks her about what happened to her planet, she suddenly doesn't want to talk anymore. Did you notice that yet again, they are letting some entity from a different world just fucking touch a computer while they all stand there? Yep. Yeah. (laughs) That was great. Yeah. Right? Don't learn from our mistakes. Nope. Absolutely not. Not ever. (laughs) (laughs) On the other planet, Jack and some other guy are there talking and the other guy says that all they've found is debris so jack says all right cool time to go home and the guy's like look at this weird debris it's probably just some old technology right and jack is like oh shit (laughs) those are replicator bits and apparently they are scattered around everywhere according to the guy that found them so hooray yeah i have a question yes why does this person not know what a replicator is i have no idea you would think that everybody should know about one of the greatest threats to the planet at least everybody in the sgc would know about that (laughs) because they've definitely dealt with a replicator incursion in the base before (laughs) and various places in space and it's killing off the asgard i'd think they should all know all about all that but yeah nope but here we are yeah (laughs) valid question but no Back on Earth, they've brought back the replicator bits for Sam to study. She says they're probably dead. Cool. Can't, can they maybe be given a power source and put back together, though? Yeah, I would think so. Just seem to be weird to say, these blocks are dead, so they're fine. This is just yet another dumb choice they make in this episode. Right? (laughs) Yeah. They figure the replicators destroyed Reese's planet, but the question remains... Not only why did anyone leave Reese on the planet, if it were the replicators, why didn't they eat her? (laughs) Also a valid question, especially because she's probably got some metal in there. Yeah. They think maybe she has some sort of self-defense mechanism that protected her from the replicators, possibly one that nobody even knew about. It just happened to be that way. Maybe some bug spray. Maybe some bug spray. According to Jack. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So they're not sure what that's about. Bug spray, not to be confused with bear spray, as they were talking about in a podcast that I was listening to about outdoorsiness, because bug spray you put on you, bear spray you do not put on you. No, you do not repel bears by spraying yourself with the bear spray. That is very important to know. Don't do that. (laughs) This has been fun facts with Kathy and Mary. (laughs) Public service announcement. Don't put bear spray on you. (laughs) Anyway, Hammond asks Daniel how he's coming along with getting information from Reese. Daniel's not getting anywhere and says that her attention wanders and she has the mind of a child. Meanwhile, Jack is standing there in the background. Your your attention can wander without having the mind of a child. It's true. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Although, to be fair, she does seem to have the mind of a child also. But to say that she's a child because her mind wanders. Right. Mm. But we see as evidence that it doesn't have to be a child. Jack is sitting there playing with a magnifying glass. (laughs) Also, yeah, that's true. (laughs) Jack totally has ADHD. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) My neurodivergent friend and I. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Daniel thinks maybe she's hiding something. 
Hammond wants to know why they would create a robot with a child mind. And Sam says maybe it's a transferred consciousness or they did a bad job programming her. Hammond says we should be careful with future interactions if Daniel's right and she's hiding something. And Sam's like, maybe we should just tell her the truth then about her robotness and confront her, which definitely sounds like proceeding very carefully. But they're going to do that. If I was a robot, I would want to know, but only because I think it would be really cool to be a robot. So. Yeah, yeah. So I guess if you wanted to be a human, it could be upsetting <laughs> to find out you're not. But True. But being a robot would be really cool. <laughs> Back in Reese's room, she is very happy to see Daniel when he comes in. And so she runs up to him and gives him a little metal sculpture that she has made. He wants to know how she made it because it's... Kind of like a poured mold appearance to it. Like, it doesn't look like a thing that she just folded. It mm. is much more ornate than that, I guess you could say. But she doesn't answer. She just says that she's tired of the room. She wants to go outside. But Daniel has a more serious conversation in mind. He wants to tell her that she is a robot. And she does not want to hear that. He starts off, in fact, saying there are many different kinds of life forms. Reese immediately says, this is boring. And Jack says, I'm starting to identify with this girl more and more. And that was like the one line where I was like, mm, yes, I agree. And so is this episode. I relate to that as well. <laughs> Reese's dad told her she was very special, but he did not tell her that she was special because she was a robot. She gets very angry when Daniel gives her this news. And wants to leave. She starts pounding on the window and wanting to get out of there right away. Didn't she also throw Daniel across the room? She also threw Daniel across the room into a bookcase, which is important. And I should probably mention that part. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I think she threw something before she banged on the window. Yes, it was Daniel. It was Daniel. (laughs) Whole body. Literally across the room. Outside the room somewhere. I don't know if they're in the infirmary. I wasn't paying enough attention, apparently. Daniel is being tended to by Dr. Fraser. Sam and Jack are there as well. And they're going to talk about Reese and how maybe her programming doesn't allow her to acknowledge she's not human. Jack is like, maybe she's broken. <laughs> or she never worked right in the first place. Jack seems to be on team shut her down. Daniel's like, mm, she didn't mean anything by it. She just didn't like what I was saying. <laughs> Jack says he doesn't like most of what Daniel says, but he resists the urge to shove him through a wall. (laughs) Sam, though, is on team. Let's keep her going because we must be able to learn more things from her because she survived a replicator attack. Ugh, they so dumb is what I wrote. (laughs) Right? Seriously. (laughs) Daniel, despite having just been thrown across a room by her, goes back in to talk again. But it's okay because Reese is happy to see him and she gives him a big hug. While they were talking, this is the first time I really bothered to take a look at what was in the background. And I was wondering, what the hell is this room? There's a big bookshelf that's got actual books on it. But then there's another big bookshelf that's got a bunch of stuffed animals and a huge box of marbles on it. And a bulletin board with a bunch of pictures of things like frogs and a peacock and a bunch of birds that look like they're either sitting in a row on a branch or a power line or something and i noticed there was a picture of a sphinx and i was like oh are they telling her the classical history of the sphinx or the real history the real (laughs) old history of the sphinx in any case i thought it was weird 
Yeah, it was that weird. they had all this stuff in a random room on the base. Also, she doesn't have a bed. She had like a mattress on the ground. <laughs> she did have a mattress on the ground, which was not obvious in this scene, but no. I did notice it later because in another scene, I made note of the fact that she has a mattress on the ground, but the shelf with the stuffed animals and the bulletin board are gone later. Oh, so. uh, you know, I wonder if she did have a bed, but they took that away when when things happen later. Maybe. I, anyway. Yeah, I but, don't know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I, don't think she, I don't think she had one, but maybe she did. I don't know. Who knows? Anyway, she's super happy to see Daniel. Daniel says he forgives her. Reese forgives him, too, for attacking her. Daniel's like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I definitely never attacked you. So she goes back to complaining about how she's bored. She wants to get out of there. She wants to see the world. She doesn't know why everybody is afraid of her. She's not going to do anything bad, she promises. And she made Daniel a new thing. Not just a model this time, but a full damn replicator. (laughs) Full on functional, moving around, creepy crawling up on Reese's arm replicator. (laughs) Daniel looks horrified and she's like, it's just a toy. Don't be scared. (laughs) Apparently she gives it to Daniel and he takes it to another room and they lock it in a case. Yeah, how did that transfer happen? I, I don't know. I hope he didn't just, like, carry it. I know. I can imagine him, like, carrying it, like, at arm's length, just, like, by one little creepy curly leg. Just yeah. dangling. <laughs> arm's length out in front of him. With a look of disgust as he rapidly walks down the hall to Sam's lab. Sam, what do I do with this? Yeah. <laughs> I hope that's how it happened. It must be. That's my headcanon. Yeah. <laughs> but now it's it's locked in this case and also seems to be not moving at the moment. Maybe it's just tired or something. Yeah. Who knows? Me too. Me yeah. too. Me replicator. too. <laughs> yeah. Sam warns that the glass is supposed to be acid resistant, but they haven't tested it against replicator spray. So maybe you don't get too close. <laughs> Jack wants to know why they're keeping it, because it's bad. He's right. Yes. Sam's like, but Reese made it, and she can control it. That doesn't make it okay. Yeah. (laughs) She then shows how they do a terrible job of keeping an eye on people they really should be keeping an eye on. Although they did have a video in the room, a video camera at least, so they could watch later her creating replicators in her room. Yep. Out of scissors. Yep. She shows them. (laughs) Meanwhile, we also see Tilk in the room too, standing there wearing safety glasses and he's got a gun aimed at that case the whole time. Yeah. And it's like multiple scenes that he's just standing there (laughs) staring at the case. With his weapon. Tilk knows where the menace is. Right? <laughs> or at least some of the menace. He does. Yeah. But also, I was thinking, speaking of being bored, like he's just standing there <laughs> staring at the thing. Yeah. Can he do like a little Kelnarim while he's standing there? I don't imagine so, because he's got to be alert. So. True. Yeah. That'd be boring. So he's just he got to stand there. <laughs> stare at the case. Stare at the case. Staring at the case. Sam says that the nanobots that are inside Reese, she can apparently use them to reorder matter on a microscopic level. (laughs) That's great. Nothing dangerous there. Instead of being concerned about this, Sam's like, she might know how to defeat the replicators. (laughs) Unfortunately, Daniel says she is not talking because she was offended he didn't like her gift. (laughs) 
Well, I can't blame her because the next scene is the one where I noticed that all her stuffed animals and the big shelf that they were on are gone and the bulletin board with all the pictures are also gone. (laughs) And she just has the sad mattress on the floor and some books. So don't blame her for being a little myth. No. Yeah. Daniel, as you said, is going to go back and talk to her and SG2 is going to try to contact the Asgard because this concerns them and maybe they'll have some helpful insights. Yeah. Daniel goes in the room with Jack. Sam and Teal'c are watching on monitors from Sam's lab while still just staring at the replicator <laughs> in the box. Jack wants to know what Reese knows about the replicators. She doesn't know what he's talking about. And Jack says, those things, those toys, they're not really toys, are they? She's like, no, they're totally toys. They won't hurt you. They're fine. Jack's like, but millions of them are destroying the entire universe and killing absolutely everybody. And Reese continues to be confused or at least pretend to be confused. She says she has no idea what he's talking about and then suddenly has a hissy fit that they want to destroy her. And she gets very, very angry yet again. You think that my father made me wrong? You hate me! Meanwhile, back in Sam's lab, the replicator moves a little bit as Reese is having her fit, which startles both Sam and Tilk. Tilk is ready to shoot it, although Sam tells him to easy. In Reese's room, Jack and Daniel continue to try to calm her while also getting information from her. She says it wasn't her fault that the people on her planet were afraid of her and they wanted to destroy all of her toys and they wanted to destroy her and everything was so terrible and it was very hard to be her. And the people said that her father made her wrong and they all thought that she was bad. And so she taught her toys to make more of themselves and then taught them to defend themselves and also her. So, you know, that's not such a big deal. They're just toys. They're still just toys. Yeah. Unfortunately, though, those toys then started to attack the entire world. As Daniel says, he wants to know why she didn't make them stop since she was able to control them. And she says that she tried, but she couldn't because they wouldn't listen to her anymore. Then they killed everyone, including her dad. And then they went away, which made me wonder, well, why the fuck did you just make a new one then? (laughs) But here we are. She was alone and sad on the planet. So she put herself to sleep. That goes directly against what she said before when she said that her dad told her to go to sleep and that he'd awake her when it was safe. Daniel and Jack, of course, want to know how to stop the replicators. That makes her flip out again because even though they killed everyone on her planet, including her dad, she still doesn't want the replicators destroyed. She continues to have her little hissy fit about how Daniel and Jack and everybody wants to destroy her toys and they want to destroy her and everybody hates her and everything is terrible. In Sam's lab, the replicator lunges at the glass and it cracks. Then the replicator sprays the glass and that is enough for it to get out of its box. And then Teal'c, because he was already at the ready does manage to shoot it and it goes into many pieces and at that reese looks very distressed so i guess she's somehow psychically connected to it yeah at some point a little later folks are in the briefing room hammond reports that sg2 can't get in touch with the asgard so they're not going to be any help shocking right yeah sam says that without the asgard's help She's not going to be able to figure out how Reese can help them defeat the replicators on a larger scale because it's beyond their understanding. 
Reese, though, they say is completely uncooperative. Daniel's like, she thinks we don't like her. <laughs> Shocking. Right? And the people of her world were mean to her. And it's made her hard to trust people. I <laughs> <laughs> That was a sentence. Yeah. Yeah. It was a sentence. Kind of. <laughs> Daniel continues to defend her by saying she's just trying to defend herself and she's just a kid who accidentally <laughs> created weapons of mass destruction. Also, the actress is 29. So. <laughs> yeah. But Jack points out she's been lying from the start. Hammond orders her to be shut down because they are over their heads and tells them to do what's necessary to shut her down. In Reese's room, she's staring ominously at the security cameras, and then it goes all fuzzy. Somebody radios to somebody else. We don't know these people, but they do show a close-up of an officer, and I noticed that on her hat, it says Defensor Fortis on the logo, and I was just curious what that is, so I looked it up, and apparently that is specific to Air Force security forces. Ah, so I thought that was interesting. Nice. Yeah. She's trying to get the cameras back up. She's keeping an eye on things. We get a look at somebody else who's walking down a hallway, also trying to keep an eye on things and explore what is happening with the camera that went down. And holy shit, there's replicators everywhere <laughs> coming down the walls. Back in Reese's room, they show her just kind of staring into space while in the background we hear the security officers shouting and lots of gunfire. Reese continues to just sit and then alarms start to go off. More shouting is happening. There is somebody down on the floor. So somebody's been either shot or attacked by a replicator or something so they're trying to get that guy help daniel's there trying to figure out where reese went because suddenly reese is gone and sam's like replicators i think that was looking at the injuries on the guy <laughs> she could tell yeah, from okay. that <laughs> I, I didn't know why she just randomly said replicators. Okay. <laughs> thank you yeah no problem Jack calls for Hammond and tells him that they have a situation down there and probably they should seal the base and do a clean sweep. Also, maybe look for that robot that is also escaped because things are bad. Who would have thought things could go so bad so fast? <laughs> but things went bad so fast. They did. Yeah. Oh, my God. That went south so fast. Ah. Ah. Sam... Make sure to tell Jack to ask to get the robot back in one piece. So he does. Jack wants to know how this happened. What do you mean how this happened? It was a matter of time before this happened. Tilk says that there's nothing in the room that she could have used to make another replicator. They think that she must have made two of them initially. There must have been another one besides the one that Tilk destroyed in the box. So there was at least one other one around that has been going around the base making additional replicators. <laughs> That's how there are now hundreds. Because initially I had been like, where'd she get so many scissors? <laughs> That's a lot of scissors, yeah, all those right? replicators. <laughs> but no, apparently one replicator was just going around making one out of other stuff. We get some shots of people mobilizing to the cause of eradicating the replicators people are sneaking around the corridors looking around 
Sam and Hammond go to the control room, and Hammond has gone uh, G.I. Joe on us. He has. I liked seeing him dressed for action. Yeah. I can't believe he took the time to change his clothes. I was thinking the same thing, though. I was like, maybe he already had the black shirt on under his other shirt, which would have been weird because it's a light colored shirt, but like full on changing your pants. Maybe his dress (laughs) pants are tearaway and he always wears the combat (laughs) pants underneath. (laughs) Maybe. I was going to get so uncomfortable, (laughs) but it's possible. (laughs) Yep. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. They're trying to lock down the computer so the replicators can't dial out but she doesn't think it's actually going to do much but buy them some time they hear over the radio that the replicators are on their way to them on level 28 and then a replicator plops down right in front of them I know that was supposed to be startling, but I actually just laughed. I was like, yeah! <laughs> was really, really yeah. Funny. I don't know why. Just, I think the noise it made when it fell, I don't know, something about it just struck me as really funny. <laughs> Sam suggests they retreat until they get back up, and then we see down in the gate room, the door opens and Reese comes in with all of her toys marching along with her. And we also get a view at exactly how severe the stiletto heels are that she's wearing yeah. from this full body profile that we get of her. I was like, damn, those shoes are yeah. so tall. What a shitty dad. Right? To make her yeah. wear those. What, yeah, what kind of dad dresses their kid in those shoes? Yeah. Right. Then she closes the blast doors on them so they can't see. How am I supposed to fight? Your eyes can deceive you. Don't trust them. Out in the hall, Jack is there with some other security people, and they meet up with Sam and Hammond and Daniel and talk about how she's in the gate room with a shit ton of replicators, and probably she's trying to go home, so Jack says that they should let her, but Sam says that they can't just let her because it could just (laughs) end really badly for wherever she goes to. So they're just going to maybe try to tell the Asgard where she is and let them deal with it, I guess, is Jack's (laughs) suggestion, which... Clearly, they don't have a very good track record of dealing with the replicators, so that doesn't seem like a solution. So when other people protest, he's like, all right, well, then we'll just send a nuke after her. That's fine. But Daniel wants to try to reason with her first and stop her from leaving and stop this whole attack thing and maybe try to get her trust back. Sam recommends that if he can get close enough to her, maybe he can get her power chip out. And she hopes that when she's powered down, maybe the replicators will stop? Maybe. Maybe? (laughs) They're going to go with that. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to give it a try. Daniel goes to the door to the gate room and looks up at a replicator that's chilling above the doorway. We see through replicator vision. He looks up at it and is like, Reese, let me in. I want to talk. I think this is how Coconut envisions herself. (laughs) As like this fierce robot thing guarding entrance (laughs) to her person. (laughs) With all the work people that we've had in the house the last couple days, she has been just like losing her mind. Oh, I bet. (laughs) Who are you? Who are you? What do you want? Go away. (laughs) This replicator, though, just opens the door. It does not. Reese opens the door. Yeah. Yeah. 
noticed her hair has become increasingly disheveled with yeah. every scene that they've shown her in. I'm like, what the hell has she been doing? That her hair just keeps getting messier and messier. Is she letting them just crawl around on her head or maybe, something? Maybe, maybe, maybe. It was She's weird. She's just throwing temper tantrums if we don't see them. And <laughs> maybe. Like right now, maybe. she wants Daniel to activate the Stargate. And he's like, no, I don't want you to go. And she's like, you hate me. And he's like, no, I don't. And the same. They're afraid of me. Blah, blah, blah. I didn't mean to do it. I didn't mean to hurt anybody. Reese is like, too bad. I will figure this out myself. Daniel again asks her to stay because he wants to be her friend. That's creepy. Yes. She's never had a friend before, though, so no one tells her that's a bad idea to befriend people who clearly want to destroy you. Yes. Daniel's like, yeah, your toys may be fun, but they're not human. (laughs) He also promises to protect her and that no one will hurt her. And he goes over to her and puts out his hand and is like, I'll show you my world. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> I was just hearing the Aladdin song. In my head. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. picturing Daniel and Reese flying around oh, on wow. a flying <laughs> That, however, is unfortunately not what happens. She gets close to him, and instead of, you know, enforcing this new trust, Daniel immediately tries to deactivate her, and so she grabs his arm and hurts him, and he collapses on the ground, and she's like, you suck, I hate you, you're a liar, you were trying to deactivate me, and none of you are gonna hurt me, and she's throwing another tantrum. And then she ran up the gate ramp. The grated gate ramp in her stilettos. I was like, how the hell did she do that? She's magical. (laughs) I was very impressed with her ability to run in stilettos on a surface that's got a bunch of holes in it. (laughs) I have no idea how she managed that without breaking an ankle. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Meanwhile, Sam is watching what's happening from elsewhere, probably the security room or something. They noticed that as Reese has gotten increasingly upset, the replicators have left the gate room, so probably they should figure out where they've gone. <laughs> Meanwhile, somebody starts trying to cut their way into the gate room. <laughs> and I was wondering, seriously, what is their door budget like? <laughs> Hammond says that they can't let the replicators escape the base, so they're going to have to go and set the self-destruct. So that's where Sam and Hammond are going to head off to. And I was wondering if that would be normal for a major who's not that high in the chain of command, because there's a lot of other majors around. Would a major that is one of many have a self-destruct key or the ability to do that? I have no idea, but that's what happens. Maybe being an SG-1 grants Mm. you special dispensation to be able to blow up the whole base (laughs) i guess so i guess so yeah Yeah. sure okay (laughs) sure yeah Yeah. so that's what they're gonna go do while they're doing that daniel is writhing on the ground he asks reese to listen to reason we see tilk and jack and other security folks engaging with replicators which Causes Reese to grab onto her head and scream, make them stop. So she's still connected to these replicators. So she must have a raging headache. If she has headaches, I don't know. Mm. Hammond and Sam get to the self-destruct. They head on in. (laughs) What is this room? Is this just... 
It looks like a server room, but apparently it's also where they keep the self-destruct. I guess so. Or at least yeah. I need to I need to ask Jeff if he's got one of those <laughs> in his server room at work. <laughs> Is this a normal server room thing? Is that where you Maybe. keep self-destructs? Yeah. Maybe they're more common than I thought too. <laughs> yeah. So they activate the self-destruct. They warn Jack they've done so. They do say that he has five minutes to tell him to override, oh, which confused yeah. me. Because does that mean that Jack can override Hammond's orders? I was under I was confused as to why Jack would have the ability to tell them to override. I think he was only saying that let us know if we don't need to all die. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, could, the fact that he was saying to tell them to override, I thought that that was saying like, let us know if you're going to override our self-destruct command by like, you know, ordering us to not. Oh, I not. I guess maybe I misunderstood, but. I don't know. That's not how I interpreted it, but I got gotcha. you. Okay. okay. That's how I interpreted it. So right. now we can't have different interpretations. No. Allowed. Podcast so now, over. Podcast over again. Again. <laughs> Replicators! <laughs> ah! <laughs> Don't keep guns in my house. What do I do? <laughs> anyway, Hammond and Sam have been found by the replicators. Now they're just joining in the firefight. All the people, so many people everywhere, all over the base, shooting at all the replicators. Reese is continuing to flip out because she's connected to all of them and she does not like them being shot at. Maybe it hurts. I don't know. Maybe she just knows it's happening. But in any case... Daniel says that he can't make them stop, but she can by stopping the replicators. And they continue to go back and forth quite a bit. Reese says the whole thing that happened on her planet, it wasn't her fault. Daniel says, well, it's going to happen again here if you lose control of them. So make them stop before that happens. Meanwhile, Sam and Hammond notice that one of the replicators that came in has just stopped in the hole that it made in the door. Yet another door that they're going to have to replace. <laughs> and it's just kind of hanging out there and they're trying to figure out what it's doing. Back down in the gate room, Daniel yells at Reese, your, your father, father made you wrong. wrong. <laughs> I was like, how the hell is that supposed to help this situation? But apparently it did because he continues to talk to her and she seems to be kind of calming down. And... Seems to be, anyway, willing to shut down her toys, but she's still skeptical. He seems to be making headway. But then Sam notices that the one that had stopped is starting to move again, so they shoot it. And then she tells Jack that the replicators are starting to act on their own, which I didn't understand. Because my impression that was that as Reese becomes confused, it was making the replicators hesitate and then when she became more committed again at the end of the conversation with daniel that she told it to keep going again but sam took its hesitation to mean that it was starting to act on its own free will yeah it's not clear i guess the other ones weren't stopping so maybe that's where she got that idea maybe I yeah i don't know i mean they also had evidence now that she loses control of them and everybody dies true <laughs> yeah very true Jack gets that message. Daniel's still talking her down. He promises to wake her up. He doesn't want her to die. She says she doesn't want him to die either. At that point, they've managed to cut that hole into the gate room door. So Jack runs in and shoots Reese. 
and then shoots some more replicators. Daniel is like, no. He goes over to Reese. She's down on the ground and then she folds her arms over and closes her eyes. Yeah. It was a very dramatic shooting scene too because it was kind of slow motion and they show her falling backwards over the ramp railing. Yeah. Yeah. Sam wants to know what's going on. Teal'c lets them know the replicators have been disabled. So they're going to turn off the self-destruct. Jack, meanwhile, pops Reese's power pack out. Did we mention that all the replicators just disintegrated? I didn't mention they disintegrated, but they did stop. Yes, they did stop. They actually disintegrate. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Reese holds them together with her mind or her like, Yeah, that makes no bots. sense, really, I don't, but whatever. No, but whatever. Yeah. Daniel is so upset about this. He calls Jack a <laughs> stupid <laughs> son of a bitch. Yeah, wow. <laughs> which was uncalled for. I was surprised. For. Daniel is red-faced yeah. crying. Yes. He doesn't think Jack should have shot her and that she was shutting the replicators down, Jack's like, we don't know that. We could not know that. I did the right thing. Daniel then says that they killed the one chance they'll ever have of stopping them, which, first of all, is she dead? I don't think so. Right. Can't they fix her, I would think, probably? If they put her thing back in, she can self-heal. That was the whole thing at the beginning. Like She had those self-healing nanobots in her. Oh, that's right. Yeah, if they can get those to activate. Yeah, you're right. whatever. Daniel's off the deep end, though, on this. Yeah, he sure is. And Jack's like, this is the way it had to be, and you know it. He then orders everyone to get every one of those damn replicators out of there, leaving Daniel with Reese sleeping on the ground. I think this is... Very spoiler alert, so go ahead and if you actually don't want spoilers, fast forward like 30 seconds. But I think that this is foreshadowing of Daniel leaving the show because he's becoming so upset with Jack and his leadership of SG-1. Ooh. So Daniel leaves the show, and I'm guessing that this is probably kind of like starting to segue into that storyline. Yeah, that is a big like break between the two of them, it seems like. Yeah. I mean, they always have the big difference of opinion, but yeah, this was very extra. Yeah. Yeah. Kathy. Yes. Did you like the episode? If this episode had taken place in, oh, I don't know, season two or something, (laughs) it would have been fine. I'd have been like, I'm fine with this episode. But since it's near the end of season five and they're still doing this dumb shit where they (laughs) bring obviously dangerous technology back to earth and just are like la 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 it'll be fine and then when they fucking know replicators are there they don't oh they know better and they still don't do better (laughs) it's very upsetting yeah it was fine i thought the story was fine like i was not as bored like you were clearly the second half was better. The first half was very boring, but the second half obviously picked up. But it just, that kind of ruined it for me because that was, it's so dumb. Yeah. And then also I was thinking if, since the start of the episode, this is nothing to do with whether or not I like it, but I feel like this was very much a, we have a serious budget constraint episode <laughs> because 
there are shots of them visiting another planet. It's just a voiceover of like tiny little figures on a screen walking across yeah. the scene. And they were obviously just using the sets they already had. So it just felt like a very like low budget episode mm-hmm. in that way, which is not yeah. good or bad. I just noticed it more than I might normally. Right. This one is definitely a much higher budget episode because of all the CG. Yeah. 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 So they cheaped out on like... <laughs> everything else <laughs> oh that's what you, oh okay yeah I no i meant it oh like when you're on yeah you're right because they didn't really do maybe so i'm wondering did they spend so much on the cg for the replicators that they had to cheap out on everything else maybe yeah because i can't imagine that doing all of those replicators crawling all over everything could have been easier and expensive yeah i don't know enough about how they developed the story or whatever right yeah but maybe initially you have an idea of doing this not on earth in the sgc but it's cheaper to do it where you already have a set right and yeah but anyway yeah those are my thoughts about the episode (laughs) yeah how did you feel about it i didn't really actually even think much about them being stupid and bringing technology back that they shouldn't have because I'm so used to it at this point that I'm like, yeah, of course, of course, that's just what they do. So it really didn't even occur to me to be a thing to be annoyed with. I did like finding out the source of the replicators. So I did find yeah. that part to be interesting. And the fact that they are like this big, scary menace that is really just a children's toy that's gotten out of control, I thought was also a really interesting take. But that was the only thing I really liked about the episode. I absolutely hate adults playing children on shows or video games or whatever like on video (laughs) games i feel like it's really common to have an adult voice actor voicing a child character and man you don't like anybody you don't like kids you don't like people pretending to be kids i prefer i I prefer an actual (laughs) kid to an adult (laughs) pretending to be a kid or i mean i know she wasn't supposed to be a kid but this was a i actually checked her age 29 year old actor playing a very childlike character and it just grates on me so that made it really difficult for me to enjoy the episode since the entire episode was focused around Reese's character it was just so irritating to me as I said it was kind of boring too the second half definitely picked up and it was more interesting but I just didn't think it was that enjoyable of an episode overall despite that one little point of interest that I feel like you could have just told me that in five minutes and not made me watch an entire 44 minute episode or whatever to figure that out fair yeah daniel at the end yeah or even in what is his deal why is he this upset i didn't feel like he made like a huge connection with her yeah i don't know which is why i said what i said before in the point that anybody might have fast forwarded through if you were trying to avoid spoilers if you're kind of watching as we go through that's the only reason i can think that makes sense as to why he would be so upset about it because yeah it's i don't know maybe he feels like he connected with her on a different level maybe he was thinking of her as a child and so feels like jack killed a child but i don't know i feel like anything else seems kind of like a stretch yeah so yeah (laughs) not my favorite no nope what's next next booklet come here booklet Booklet. All right. Next, we will be watching Stargate SG-1 Season 5, Episode 20, The Sentinel. O'Neill must enlist the aid of a couple of convicted felons in a bid to save a planet from the gold. Is it only Jack? 
<laughs> Probably, you know, it's Jack and friends. Everyone else, yeah, everyone else has the episode off. <laughs> don't understand why it always focuses on him. I don't know. With an attack looming and the planet's automated defense systems seemingly offline, does that mean they're not really offline? I guess. <laughs> an entire world's salvation rests in the hands of SG-1 and two former NID operatives. Ooh, who yeah. do we think that's going to be? Can't imagine. I don't know. I only have vague recollections of this episode based off of that last part. Yeah, I don't remember yeah. this at all. So, yeah. Speaking of which, this episode here that I was like, I don't remember if it was this episode or the episode where Data makes his own kid that I was thinking of. <laughs> oh, this this was the episode that I was thinking oh, okay. of. I didn't remember all the details, but most of the details I had in my head were, yes, from this episode. Okay, gotcha. Not not the one with data. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anything else? No. As always, thanks for listening. Make sure that you subscribe if you haven't already done so, so that you can get our episodes as soon as they come out every Wednesday. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can find us on Instagram. And we are on Mastodon at masto.world. Stargazing at at stargazing and <laughs> world i think yeah there we go also forgot to mention before that likes and reviews are appreciated for the podcast <laughs> since they help other people find the show i'm just a hot mess <laughs> outro bit for reasons i don't know you can also email us at stargazing at gmail.com and you can send us messages through our website we've gotten a couple messages lately which is always exciting not that we never hear from people but you know no one no one ever talks to us so anyway <laughs> We only have each other to talk to, and that's why we do this. It's true. (laughs) Yep. Yep. So you can send us messages through our website at stargazing.space. And if you're feeling generous, you can join us over on Patreon. We are at patreon.com slash stargazing. I'm Mary. I'm Kathy. And you've been listening to Stargazing. The end. The end. What time is it? I don't have my watch on and my computer thinks it's only four o'clock because I never updated the time after it got hacked. <laughs> 7.13, according oh. to okay. baby's first gaming computer. <laughs> I don't have my watch because the battery's dead. And yeah, it's and the worst and the battery dies so fast on it. It's yeah. stupid. And your husband stole your phone. And Jeff has my phone yeah. and he's sending people messages <laughs> as me, <laughs> apparently. Butts, butts, butts. Telling them about butts. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Good times. Yep. All right. I suppose I should stop this. <laughs> <laughs>